Hello, this is Erin Weir. The journey to being a successful creative entrepreneur is filled with challenges, hard work, and occasional high points. You have the opportunity to minimize the challenges and hard work by learning from experts, mentors, and leaders that have traveled the same road before you. The Creative Genius Podcast celebrates you and your hard work and helps you shortcut the path to profit and renewed passion. Enjoy this episode with my co-host, Gail Dobie of Gail Dobie Coaching and Consulting. Today, Vicki Sereni is joining us on the podcast. Vicki is the founder and principal designer of Southern Studio Interior Design based in Cary, North Carolina. Vicki leads a talented design team with a reputation for using fresh combinations of texture, pattern, and color to create livable luxury interiors. Her projects span the East Coast, and she's particularly known for her expertise in the creation of casually sophisticated vacation homes. Her extensive work in luxury, residential construction, and design has been featured in shelter publications locally and nationally. Vicki was named 2020 Designer of the Year by Southern Living Magazine. So Vicki, so good to see you and great to have this opportunity to interview you. And I'm just thinking back to the very first time that we worked together in your VIP day. <laughs> Do you remember that? I remember it clearly in Denver, <laughs> <laughs> And I, I remember that so well because I remember you kept apologizing for being in tears and I so appreciated the fact that you were so vulnerable and so open and so willing to talk about what was going on, what was driving you crazy in your business. Um, so what were your thoughts of, as you've had time to reflect back on that first conversation we had? You know, Gail, I think about that um, couple days out in Denver and the soul searching that happened. And I think when I first came to you, I was really at a crossroads as to, is this really what I want to do? And is this how I want to spend my time? And, and I think, you know, from the business perspective, I found it very challenging, but I also found it incredibly frustrating. And so, um, and I think part of the reason was because I just didn't have the tools. I just didn't have the tools. And I could have easily at that point walked away from it. And um, thankfully, you know, I, I have a passion for design and, and I love what I do. And so I figured there has to be a better way. And thankfully, you know, we now have the tools. And I have to tell you right now, there's very few tears. So that's so good. So I appreciate the fact that, you know, and being vulnerable, the one thing I've learned, even with clients, I think being vulnerable is not necessarily a bad thing, as long as you, as long as you do it in a proactive way. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I, I just remember the conversation because you said, I want to be raising grandbabies mm -hmm. <laughs> and I want to retire. I think you wanted to retire at that point in five years. When, yeah. Yeah. And I have to tell you, I mean, I, I do think, I mean, I have a passion for design. I love what we do. I love our team. There's so much that I do love about it, but there's so much outside of my work that I love too. And so how do you find that balance to pursue the things that you want to do that are not part of this business? Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so that, that's where I was kind of stuck. And I think I've now have discovered that there are ways to kind of manage it all. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that was that was a brutal, <laughs> brutal time. 
Well, but on the good side, I think every time somebody hits that wall, when they're that emotional, you get down to the heart of it and figure out what the problem is and you solve the problem at the root level Mm -hmm. instead of just the higher level, maybe the symptom of the problem. Well, and Gail, you know what I really thought the problem was? I really thought that there was like some secret um, handbook and nobody gave me a copy of it. Like I really thought that there was some club or something that I didn't know about. But then once I've gotten into it and once I've met other people with firms kind of similar in size, because I really didn't know anybody. I mean, a lot of times this can be a very closed industry. And I think the more it's becoming more and more open. But I think the more you realize that nobody knows has a secret handbook, it becomes easier because you know that you're not alone and you can travel this path along with your peers who are doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and you have a lot of good peers to hang out with too. Yeah. And and tears have been shed with many. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's just part of it. So what do you think your biggest lessons have been over the time that you've run your business? By far, I think the biggest lesson is to believe in myself Mm. and to get the help when you need help. And I really do feel that if you doubt yourself, clients are going to doubt you, vendors are going to doubt you, your peers are going to doubt you, and your employees are going to doubt you. So I think the sooner you can gain that confidence in yourself, and how do you do that, right? I think you know, the best way to do it is to really have a peer group who you can trust that can kind of support you because this is a unique industry and you can go home and you can talk to your friends and you can talk to your spouse or, or whoever it might be, but nobody quite understands the challenges the way your peers in the industry can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and you've developed these deep friendships with your boardroom groups. So, um, that's a pretty amazing group. Of course, you were the first boardroom as well. And, uh, oh, and does that mean the troublemakers? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. No, all good. All good. Well, and the interesting part is how different every single person in our boardroom, how different everybody is, but then yet how we've just formed this bond. And I think it just comes from that understanding. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember one of the first boardroom, well, first of all, I remember your first VIP day and I was so impressed that you were balancing the things that you love and the things in your business that you knew you needed to work on because you were headed out to go skiing right after your VIP experience. So (laughs) I have to say, I do have to say that the fact that you all are in Denver is not a bad thing for those of us who like to ski on the East Coast. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So I was already impressed with you right off of the bat, but I remember even the first uh, boardroom retreat, and that was such a an intimate weekend um, with all of us together because everybody was really getting to know one another's business, and there was a lot of vulnerability that was happening. And I just remember some of the things that you were saying because I don't, I still think that you had in your mind that maybe you were going to retire soon or and get those grandbabies going and that sort of thing. And and then as I fast forward to a couple of years down the road at um, another retreat, I remember seeing you in the hallway and you're like, Hey, like I'm so ready for today. And I've already gotten my run in. And you already had this like amazing morning that you had had before starting your work day. And, you know, at the time I was really inspired by, by that whole idea of, 
of really owning your morning and getting um, your health and exercise in since that's such an important part for you. And so it was just really fun to see you grow, not just as a, a businesswoman, but as just as a human and, and what was really making you happy and really making sure that you were taking time to do the things that you knew you needed to do that to, to stay even keeled and healthy and make that a focus. Well, and I have to tell you the one thing uh, after being in, you know, I, I can't remember how many years that, you know, we've been working with boardroom, but we always are improving and always looking for ways to improve, right? And Gail's always, you know, bringing um, new books to us. And that Miracle Morning book, honestly, it's had a huge impact on me. And, and I do think that there's a difference of how you start your morning and how you start your days. But back at that first boardroom, and Gail, you say that you don't remember this, but I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> I really oh, didn't know. I really didn't know the other people who were in the boardroom at the time. And I was incredibly intimidated because the firms, I was like, I do not belong here. What the heck am I doing here? Oh my goodness. And so, and I remember it was a big long conference table, because right, it was in Half Moon Bay, right? So it was this big mm -hmm. long conference table. And it was two days. And the first day I sat at the very end corner. And a lot of the people in the room did know each other. I really didn't know anybody, just a couple people. And I was down at the end. And the next day I walked in and we were, you know, getting coffee and Gail came up to me quietly and she's like, today you will sit in the center and you will speak up. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I, I wanted to, I just wanted to get on the plane and go home. But honest to God, you know, that's the little push that sometimes you need. And so when you say like, what, what would you do differently? I would not hold back. I feel mm -hmm. like I held back so much because I, you know, never quite felt like, not that you don't belong, but are you worthy and, and do what you have to say? Is it valuable what you're going to offer as a contribution to the group? You don't want to waste anybody's time, right? Anyway, I would say that would be the one thing that I wish that I had really gained a little bit more confidence earlier. There's never a better time than the present, right? That's true. That yeah. Is true. <laughs> so I remember you telling me about, you're always sharing the joys that you have with your children. And I love that because um, I'm really excited for Izzy and Jax to become, you know, older and we can travel together and do more skiing and activities together. And I'm just really impressed with how you've always made um, that a priority for your family to travel together and have new experiences. Um, but I remember you telling me about the interrogation chair that I think was at your cabin or maybe it was your mm -hmm. beach house or something. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about that, because I think that that in itself, having your kids get to go into this interrogation chair um, really says a lot about what you're learning, what, what you um, honor and focus on in life and what you think and, is and important. And I have to say, sometimes we even, I'm sure at work, sometimes um, my coworkers feel like they're in their interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, for the longest time we had for years, we had a, um, cottage on the North Carolina coast. And we actually sold it in 2019. So we can spend five years traveling. Well, that plan with COVID didn't work out so well, but we won't talk about that. But at the beach house, you know, the kids would always come with their friends and we had this one chair and it, we would call it the interrogation chair. And it would be like, they had to sit in that chair and we would ask them questions, ask them questions about their dreams and what they wanted to do and what they didn't want to do and where they thought they were going to live and who they thought they were going to marry and how many children and 
you know, we would just literally, they would sit in the chair and we would interrogate them about what their future was. <laughs> I love be. it. And then the kids would actually get to the point that they would ask to sit in the interrogation chair because they <laughs> wanted to be asked the questions. So we actually do that at the studio as well. At the end of every year, everybody at the studio has to write down what their dreams and wishes are for that next year and what their goals are. And we really do want to support that. Like, for example, right now, we have two of our junior designers that during COVID Parsons School of Design has put a lot of their classes online mm-hmm. and they're taking classes through Parsons. And, and we're, we as a studio are actually covering the cost of that wow. because, because I think that that's important that that we encourage everybody to follow their dreams. And I really think that young adults, I mean, I work with them. They keep you young. They give you gray hair. They drive you crazy. (laughs) There's something so rewarding about seeing them grow. And so that goes for my children and for the people I work with. Well, speaking of, what's your big dream? Uh, My big dream, honestly, is um, to be happy. Right. I think that's what life really is all about and helping others. And so we um, this actually came up at dinner with our boardroom group um, at our last boardroom. And I asked the question to the group. I said, how do you know when you've made it? And we actually went around the table and we were like, you know, that's a really good question. And I really feel like right now. I feel like I have a thriving business that's doing well. I enjoy every single pe- person I work with. I enjoy them. I enjoy my family. I enjoy walking my dog at night. I just feel like I don't have that craving for always striving for more. I want it to be better and I want to continue to grow, but I want to enjoy the journey. Mm. What's your theme for the year? You know, we always have a word for the year and we actually didn't, we don't have one this year. Uh-huh. We, we have said in the past, we've had courage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we've conquered that. It, there was a time that we needed courage to stand up to clients and stand up to vendors and really the courage to do what was right. Um, and then we've had peace. I, this sounds negative, but I would say if we had one for this year, it would probably be survival, but that's not <laughs> really fair. Mm. And are you just saying survival because of COVID or? Because of COVID, just because yeah. of all the challenges, you know, I think right now we're still dealing with our, our industry supply chains and fixing things and, you know, supply chains in the construction side and the furnishing side. And, and, you know, right now, I mean, our team, we're shut down right now. We had, we had an out of town install and, you know, two of our designers traveled together and we had three tests positive for COVID. We made it almost an entire year, made it almost an entire year with nobody getting sick. And we were so proud of ourselves. And so right now, you know, I mean, survival is a terrible word for the year, but I really do think keeping everybody healthy. If we can just get through this year, um, you know, what more could you want? I mean, it's just a tough time and we just need to, you know, take care of each other and, and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been challenging. And um, I, I think I'm actually seeing that there is hope at the end here because I did get my shot this week, my first one. And uh, yeah, so I'm really happy that by the end of this month, I will have had my second. And then I feel like I can travel again, which is um, great because it's been a year since I've traveled. So yeah, it's so different and so unusual to go through this time. But what do you think the big lessons are that you've learned as a result of COVID? Uh, No judging. 
I think there's so much COVID judging going on. And I think that everybody in everyone that I encounter is doing what they feel is best. And I just feel like there's so much judging. And, and so what do you mean they, judging? Well, I think that, you know, every time, like, you know, if you need something at Target, oh my gosh, I didn't do pickup. I went inside Target. You know, we're, we're literally, you know, I went skiing this year and like, and was it the most responsible thing to do? Maybe not. Maybe it was. I'm not so sure, but it was awesome being on the phone. <laughs> you know? I love it. And so, and you know, we have, we've had on our team alone, we've had weddings, we've had babies. And it's like, how do you do a COVID wedding? I mean, there's so much what's right, what's wrong. There's no rule book. I've had designers, we're shut down right now. You know, when can I come back to work? I'm like, I am not a doctor. I don't know the answers. There is no rule book. We just need to all be smart, make good choices and do the best we can. And so that's probably the one lesson. And then if COVID has taught me personally anything, it's patience because I am not a patient person. And holy cow, has it taught me to be patient. So I think there's a lot of lessons and to slow down. There's a lot of things that we did pre-COVID that I really don't care to go back to. Such as? I love travel and we were traveling so much, but we w- it would be to the point that you know, I, you would never unpack. I mean, there was a time last year or in 2019 that I didn't sleep in the same bed for more than five nights in a row. We were on the road so much, right? Wow. So that's the kind of thing that, you know, I think a little bit of that, everything in moderation, but I think a little bit of slowing down has been nice, eating healthier, walking the dog at night, sleeping more. I mean, there's a lot of reading more. There's a lot of things that, you know, that I do want to keep in my life after COVID when it opens back up again. Mm. So what are some of the things you would tell people that maybe haven't done the business as long as you have? What would you tell them knowing what you know now? You know, that's a really good question. I would say get help, get coaching. Our business, I've said this over and over and over again, our business would not be where it is today without your team. I would say implement EOS. I'm a huge, huge believer in EOS for every any business right now. And I would say, believe in yourself. And at the end of the day, make sure you love what you do, because if you don't love it, it's never going to work. And our family motto, and we take it into work, is work hard, play hard, as simple as that. It's a lot of hard work. And so anyone who thinks that it's not is kidding themselves. Um, But find time to play hard as well. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, and you're good at playing. (laughs) I I like to play. I really (laughs) like to play. (laughs) There are a few of you that are clients of mine that I I hear that and they just love to have a good time and love to laugh and love to have uh, just time together with friends and uh, family. Like seriously, what are we working for? Like what are you working for? So I'm working so I can play, but I really, really want to travel. (laughs) <laughs> well, so where's the next place you want to go once you can start traveling again? Um, I actually would love to do more exploring over in Europe. Mm-hmm. Any particular country? Right before the shutdown, we got to tour Italy. I really want to go back to um, to Paris. I really enjoyed market in Paris and the flea markets in Paris. You know, I mean, the bucket list goes on and on. Croatia is someplace I'd love to be. Spain. Um, heck, I, I have a laundry list. I want to go back to Costa Rica. At some point, I have to get to New Zealand and Australia. I got things to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I love Australia and New Zealand. And um, so I hope you get that on your list soon. We were supposed to go there for our, I hate to say this, our 30th anniversary. And uh, we had gone there for our honeymoon and we couldn't go because of COVID. So hopefully next year, maybe it'll be our 31st. Who knows? We'll get them there. Well, you know what? Put it out there and it'll happen, right? Yeah, exactly. Plan for yeah, it. Yeah, and sure. see, Gail's got this team back at home that can r- run the ship while she goes to Australia and New Zealand for a little while. That's that right. will be happening. <laughs> That's right. We'll send, we can send us postcards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, what's your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure wine and chocolate and five-star travel because I have been accused by more than one person of liking um, nice accommodations when I travel. Well, what's not to like about good accommodations? (laughs) (laughs) I justify it. I managed to justify it that it's actually um, beneficial for our business because it inspires me. Well, that's how I justify it. (laughs) Well, I'll take that excuse. I love it. As long as I've got an ocean view close by or right outside the window, then I'm a happy camper. Right. There's actually something about being in these inspirational places that you actually take home with you. And I really do think that that's one thing that we have missed in this past year. So Mm -hmm. I do. If it's one guilty pleasure, I probably, that's probably an excessive in my life. Oh, that's not excessive at all. (laughs) You've worked hard. You deserve it. So you mentioned that you've had more time to read this year with COVID. Um, What are some of your favorite books that you'd like to share with our listeners? So I've actually read some books for pleasure, which I've, I mean, I've never done. I have um, my girlfriends, you know, several years ago, we had a book club and they threatened to kick me out of the book club if I proposed another self-help book. And so I actually now um, am reading more for pleasure, which is good. This year, I've been reading a lot and rereading a lot. You know, there's so many books like Miracle Morning and like the one the one thing. Is it the one thing or the one way? The one thing. The one one thing. thing. Um, And then the most impactful book this year, and I know, Gail, you know, you've gotten to know Chuck Swoboda, but his book, The Innovator Spirit, really resonated with me. And it hit home about really um, coming up with creative solutions and ways of looking things and breaking barriers that you didn't think were possible. And so that was, I would say, if the one book had the largest impact this year, that was it. Mm. It is a great book, and we and thank you for connecting us because we, we had him at Genius Exchange last year, and I thought that was really great, and he did a podcast with us as well. Um, a really sharp guy, really had a, a lot of great ideas to share with everybody, and I think that one of the things we are as designers is innovators. We are maybe innovators in what we come up with as far as a design. But um, these days also, you have to be pretty innovative about the way you run your business, especially because we're working remotely for most people. Correct. And I think he does it with such a calm demeanor and he, he's passionate and he's powerful, but gentle. And I just think that, that I, I really admire that. That's something that I admire and that I aspire to do. I think as as we grow as business owners and as leaders in our own firms, 
I think you have to find that balance. And I think when I first started, I was so passionate and I, I had um, I wasn't as calm as I had wished I was. I think that we can learn a lot from these leaders that really have managed to find that balance. And that's who people want to follow. People don't want to follow crazy people. <laughs> yeah, I think occasionally we all get a little crazy, though, don't you? Uh, I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think about some of the things that you've done over the period of time that I've known you, because that's been at least five or six years. And uh, I think about one of the things, and this was, I remember this patient's part, and that was in trying to find a place to, um, you're going to build, a, either build or buy an office. Mm -hmm. And you kept making um, offers and you just were so frustrated. I remember that so well. And then you ended up, you finally found a really great property, which you have now. And then you started these events at your office, which I think are really great. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's another Gail moment. And it's amazing that I still love you, Gail, because some of the things that I think back, I'm like, how did that happen? So I do remember our lease was running out and I thought it was yeah. crazy. Our rent just kept going up, kept going up. And we had this conversation and I was so... You know, um, we're based in Cary, North Carolina, and and there's a huge downtown redevelopment happening. And so property's hard to come by. It's hard to find the right spot. And I felt the clock ticking with our lease running out. And so we were looking and we had all these handshake deals that one deal would fall through. And I remember I saw you right after one deal fell through. And I'm like, Gail, what? I said, it fell through. He was not even nice about it. And, and you shrugged your shoulders and you're like, it'll work out. And I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> and, and you were right. It all worked out because we ended up in an even better place, right? Mm -hmm. And so now what we do is we're in an old an old home that we actually converted from a residence into a commercial property. And we designed the whole space that our um, design studio and our workspace and all of our client files can be separated out. And we have a beautiful, beautiful backyard area with a fire fireplace and it's lit really beautifully. And we can accommodate events for 75 to 100 people. So wow. we have what we call Southern Studio at Sunset. And they're events that are either um, philanthropic social or educational. They're never sales-based. So we've had book launches. We have had, um, we've had an oyster roast back there with one of the developments that we're, that we work with that we get a lot of business with that we just invited all the homeowners to. We've actually had our peer groups come in. We have other designers come in for continuing education. And it's been, oh, and last year, the last one that we had before COVID was uh, a gratitude gathering that we literally invited for a sit down dinner. We hired a chef and we had a sit down dinner for all of our sales reps and vendors and we our team actually served them and so that was a beautiful beautiful evening and and so we just and and it, it's a way to connect with our clients with our peers with the people we work with every day and so we we do six a year and it's southern studio at sunset they always happen at sunset that is so cool how many of those have you done so far 
We have probably, well, since COVID, we did one virtual during COVID and we're starting, um, we're planning to kick them off again this summer because we can do a lot outdoors. So once the weather warms up a little bit more, we'll start doing those. But overall, we've probably done 10 of them since we've been in our studio. Such a great idea. And I love the fact that you do that also for the charities and then also other designers so that you're keeping it very open and supportive in the industry. That's just so admirable. Yeah, it just, you know, there again, I mean, we love what we do, but there's there's just more to life and there's and it's a way to incorporate our business into what else what the other things that are so important to us. Mm-hmm. So Vicky, um I'm always interested to hear what your 10-year plan is. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? I mean, just a few years back, you were thinking maybe you'd be retired by now, and it doesn't look like you have any plans for that in the next couple of years. So do share. What are you thinking about? You know, it's really hard because your whole life you dream about what's next, what's next, and I'm a big planner, right? And so um, ten for the first time, I feel like the next 10 years are going to be a super exciting place to be. I feel like... Um, with all the tools we have in place, the business is running so beautifully and there's every day there's going to be some challenge or some hiccup, but it's, it's, they're all manageable. And, um, and so in the next years for me personally, I think that there will be some more travel in my future. I'm right now um, working on writing a book and I really oh, do yes. think that it's going to help you know, I know Gail, Gail, we've talked about this and your book is coming out and I cannot wait to get my hands on it. (laughs) Um, But I really do feel like that this is something that I actually started writing this book back in the recession and I tabled it when, you know, building the business. And, And so I've come back to it and I'm really excited to see where that takes me. And honestly, in the next 10 years, I, you know, from a work perspective, I think that I'm really enjoying the mentoring part of it. Like I said, the um, I love, love, love the young designers I work with. And it is, it's so hard and there's so much to learn in this industry, but there's nothing quite as rewarding as to see somebody complete their first project that they're so incredibly proud of or the first project that they've had published. And then they're just like, you can just see them light up. And and so at this point in my career, I, I'm really to the point that I love that give back aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You're at that beyond business level, which is great. Yeah, it's it's a nice place to be. It's mm-hmm. a nice place to be. So Vicki, I know you said that um, one of the ways that you find inspiration is through your five-star hotel stays and vacations, which I love. I'm going to, I wrote that down for myself, but that that's a form of inspiration for myself. Um, but who inspires you the most? Who keeps you going um, and inspires you on a daily basis to just continue to show up and be amazing? Well, okay, that is such the perfect question. And you know, what do they say? They say that you start to become the five people that you spend the most time with, that that's kind of who you're going to model. And so I think about the people that I'm around on a daily basis and the people who inspire me the most. I think about some of our clients, some of my peers, and they're the people who truly lead by example and are willing to take the risks and are not afraid of the failure. And those are the people that I feel find incredibly inspirational because they fall down and they get back up again and they keep going. They don't have pity parties and they just make it happen. And I think the more I've been able to kind of witness that, the stronger I've been able to become. Mm. 
And do you want to go to a, a desert island with them? <laughs> oh my gosh, on the desert island. I love, love, love that question. Yeah, who would be on your desert island? My desert island, I can tell you, it would be 20, 25, no more than 30, because I think that becomes a little bit less intimate. I'd be on a desert island with a bonfire and there would be food and there would be drink and we would be at the beach. I mean, I can smell the salt air. That's where I would be on my desert island. That sounds fabulous. You want to come? Yeah, I'll come. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to roast marshmallows on the bonfire. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we've had a bonfire before out on the beach. (laughs) We actually did in Florida. We did have marshmallows. We did. We did. That was fun. All right. Well, I'd like to just ask you the final question that we always ask people that we're interviewing. And what are three things that you would suggest as takeaways to the people that are listening to this today? Well, you know, I certainly don't have all the answers and by, by any stretch, but if there were three things that I would tell my younger self or advise, and I get a lot of phone calls from younger designers, um, I would say, get help, get the coaching that you need, no matter who it might be from, um, but really find a group that you resonate with and get help. And Gail, I mean, your team has done that for me personally. I would say be confident. The, the sooner that you can find the confidence to do what you need to do, um, the easier it's going to become. And, you know, coming full circle to when you very first started the conversation of being vulnerable. I think sometimes when um, you're vulnerable, that's when you start to grow. Mm, I love that. Well, it's been a pleasure having you today. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your fun. And we look forward to seeing you uh, hopefully at High Point Market very soon. Oh my gosh, in June, it can't come soon enough. And thank you, Gail. Thank you for all that you do for our industry. Our industry is better because of your team. Oh, thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Well, that's great. Thank you so much. You can see Vicki's beautiful team and designs at southernstudio.com and be sure to follow Southern Studio on Instagram. We hope to see you at High Point Market in June. We'll be there and we can't wait to see our creative community. If you haven't registered for market yet, do it. Go to highpointmarket.org slash register. For every registered buyer for June High Point Market, you're going to get a free PDF of Gail's brand new book, Business Breakthrough, that just released. Be sure to follow High Point Market on Instagram at High Point Market. Next week, the lovely Marissa Matasic, principal and owner of Reflections Interior Design in Ohio, will be joining us. See you then.